Hello, this is Jerry Hendricks. And Adrian Hendricks of Save One More Now Incorporated, where our focus is to lovingly confront all activities dishonoring human life created in the image of God. There is no greater dishonor to human life and to God than to bypass, by ignorance or rejection, His salvation that is only available through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today. The phrases, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are often used interchangeably. The kingdom of heaven appears in Matthew chapter 3 verse 2, Matthew chapter 4 verse 17, and Matthew chapter 10 verse 7. This phrase, as stated by Bible teacher Albert Barnes, would be best translated, the reign of God draws near. At Matthew chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 in the Amplified Bible we read, In those days, there appeared John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness desert of Judea and saying, Repent, think differently, change your mind, regretting your sins and changing your conduct, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. At Matthew chapter 4 verse 17 we see, From that time Jesus began to preach, crying out, Repent, change your mind for the better, heartily amend your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. At Matthew chapter 10, verse 7, Jesus sends out the twelve apostles instructing them, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. We too, who are disciples of Jesus Christ, are also charged to let people know their need to confess and truly repent of their sins, because the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, is at hand. Barnes goes on to say, As that kingdom is one of purity, It is proper that the people should prepare themselves for it by turning from their sins and by bringing their hearts into a state suitable to his reign. Repentance, according to the Webster 1828 Dictionary, is to sorrow or have deep contrition for sin as an offense and dishonor to God, a violation of his holy law and the basis in gratitude towards a God a being of infinite benevolence. We read at Mark 1, verses 14 and 15. After that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. At Luke 21, verses 29 through 33, we read, Jesus told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they put forth their buds and come out and leave, you see for yourselves and perceive and know that summer is already near. Even so, when you see these things taking place, understand and know that the kingdom of God is at hand. Truly I tell you, this generation will not perish and pass away until all has taken place. The sky and the earth, the universe, the world will pass away, but my words will not pass away. At Mark chapter 1 verse 15, we are told to believe the gospel, the word of God. At Luke chapter 21 verse 31, Jesus said that my words, the word of God, will not pass away. Other passages that point to the immutability and permanence of the word of God are Isaiah chapter 40 verse 8, Isaiah chapter 55 verses 10 and 11, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 25, John chapter 10 verse 35, Mark chapter 13 verse 31, and Matthew chapter 24 verse 35. 
Psalm 119, verses 89 through 91 read, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It stands firm as the heavens. Your faithfulness is from generation to generation. You have established the earth, and it stands fast. All the whole universe are your servants. Therefore, they continue this day according to your ordinances. At Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 20, Jesus says, Think not that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I came not to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, Till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or tittle shall in no wise pass away from the law, till all things be accomplished. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. If the Creator of the world is telling us we can believe His word, and that His word will not pass away, Why do we not believe him? Since he also tells us the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is at hand, why do we live as if it is far away? Rest assured, the day of the Lord will come, and for many, it could be today. Nearly 7,000 people die each day in this country. Most deaths are not planned, and so many begin eternity unprepared for what lies ahead. Why not truly accept Jesus as Lord and Savior today? Will you accept Jesus today? Are you ready for eternity? Are you ready for the Lord's return for you today? At 2 Peter 3, we're told that scoffers, mockers, will come in the last days with scoffing people who walk after their own fleshly desires and say, where is the promise of his coming? For since the forefathers fell asleep, All things have continued exactly as they did from the beginning of creation. The Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness. But he is long-suffering, extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish, but that all should turn to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will vanish, pass away with a thunderous crash and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire and the earth and the works that are upon it will be burned up. Since all these things are thus in the process of being dissolved, what kind of person ought each of you to be in the meanwhile in consecrated and holy behavior and devout and godly qualities while you wait and earnestly long for, expect and hasten the coming of the day of God by reason of which the flaming heavens will be dissolved and the material elements of the universe will flare and melt with fire? There are a number of scriptures that encourage us to be prepared. A few are Matthew chapter 24, verses 42 through 44, Mark chapter 13, verses 33 through 37, Luke chapter 21, verse 36, Acts chapter 20, verse 31, and Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. At Matthew chapter 25, verse 13, we are told to watch, therefore, Give strict attention and be cautious and active, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man will come. So are you ready to meet Jesus? 
You can't do enough good works to earn your salvation. You must truly accept Jesus Christ. There is no other way. The Lord knows all there is to know about you. He sees your heart. Are you ready for your trip into eternity? Let's be clear. We will all spend eternity somewhere, and the only question is where? Either with God or without God. The decision is yours. Contrary to what some believe and teach, God does not send people to hell. The decision to spend eternity in hell rests with each person. The Bible mentions only two people who went to heaven without death. At Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, we read about Enoch. And Enoch walked in habitual fellowship with God, and he was not, for God took him home with him. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 and 6 give us more details. Because of faith, Enoch was caught up and transferred to heaven so that he did not have a glimpse of death, and he was not found because God had translated him. For even before he was taken to heaven, he received this testimony that he had pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would come near to God must believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Elijah is the second person who did not experience death. We read at 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11, As they still went on and talked, behold, a chariot of fire and horses of fire parted the two of them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. As we reflect on the question of your readiness and getting prepared, May I have your attention, please. Good afternoon, passengers. This is the pre-boarding announcement for flight H2017 to heaven. We are now inviting those passengers needing a few extra minutes to board. Those with small children and passengers requiring special assistance may begin boarding at this time. No boarding pass or identification are needed. God knows who you are. Regular boarding will begin in approximately 10 minutes time. Thank you. Now, before going further, let's examine how our lives are aligned with the Word of God. We must be ready, for it is not a good thing to be in the wrong line and to be told other arrangements are awaiting you. Your name is not found in the book of life. Heaven is not part of your inheritance. At Revelation chapter 20, verses 12, 15, and chapter 21, verse 27, we read, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And there shall in no wise enter into it, meaning heaven, Anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Is your name written in the book of life? Is heaven part of your inheritance? The Lord makes it clear for all of us who will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. We read at Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 21. As Jesus was walking down a road, a man ran up to him. He knelt down and asked, Good teacher, what can I do to have eternal life? Jesus replied, Why do you call me good? Only God is good. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Be faithful in marriage. Do not steal. Do not tell lies about others. Do not cheat. Respect your father and mother. The man answered, Teacher, 
I have obeyed all these commandments since I was a young man. Jesus looked closely at the man. He liked him and said, There's one thing you still need to do. Go sell everything you own, give the money to the poor, and you will have riches in heaven. Then come with me. Bible teacher Adam Clark shares that Jesus was telling this man, Your heart must be disengaged from the world in a complete renunciation of it and its concerns, that he might become a proper and successful laborer in the Lord's vineyard. In other words, we must become true servants of the Lord and live a life of total commitment to our Lord and Savior. Are we living that life? This is the final boarding call for all passengers booked on flight H2017 to heaven. As a reminder, everything you ever need from this point forward will be provided at your destination. There are no storage compartments on this flight. All personal electronic devices, including laptops and cell phones, Baggage of any sort with the contents and other entertainments are not required. We will not serve food and drink, so you will see no tray tables on this flight. Smoking and alcoholic beverages are prohibited because the need or desire for them will no longer exist. You may look around and acquaint yourself with other passengers, but you do not need to look for emergency exits. Because we will not experience sudden loss of cabin pressure, no oxygen masks will drop from above. There are no threats of an emergency landing and evacuation since you are already on the life raft. Next are the unbelievers. Are you an unbeliever? This does not refer only to atheists who do not believe in God or deists who do not believe in Jesus Christ. It talks about people who profess the name of Jesus Christ, let themselves be called by his name, but yet have no real belief in him. Because they do not embrace his gospel and the truths of his gospel, they are turned over to believe a lie. According to 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 9-12, through For the coming of that evil one is the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all the deceptiveness of iniquity in them that perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth by which they might have life. Therefore God will send upon them the operation of deception that they may believe a lie and that they all may be condemned who believe not the truth but have pleasure in iniquity. These are the folks who treat the word of God with ridicule, contempt, mockery, and reproach. They laugh at and scorn the word of God. The unbelieving are those who do not have a true, sincere faith in Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Is this you? If so, repent now, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Are you one who would be considered abominable? The Bible teacher Albert Barnes says, These would be all whose conduct is offensive to God. It includes those who live in open sin, who practice detestable vices, and whose conduct is disgusting and abhorrent. It includes people who pollute themselves with unnatural lust. Examples can be seen in Romans 1 verses 24 through 28. Therefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to sexual impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator. 
for their women exchanged their natural functions for an unnatural and abnormal one. And the men also turned from natural relations with women and were set ablaze with lust for one another. Men committing shameful acts with men and suffering in their own bodies the inevitable consequences and penalty of their wrongdoing, which was their fitting retribution, payment, or reward for their actions. And so, since they did not see fit to acknowledge God or approve of Him or consider Him worth knowing, God gave them over to a base and condemned mind to do things not proper or decent, but disgusting. Though they were fully aware of God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve to die, they not only do them themselves, but approve and applaud others who practice them. Are you a murderer? The Bible teacher Adam Clark says these are those who take the life of another for any cause and those who hate a brother or sister in their heart. Murder is the destruction of human life, and as he who hates his brother in his heart is ready to take away his life, so he too is called a murderer. There is little value placed on human life today. The lives which God created in his image don't count for much. Why? Because what matters most are material possessions, fleshly gratification, and power. Are you a whoremonger? These people are lewd and adulterous, indulging themselves with impure lusts, fornication, adultery, and all other sexual activities. Clarifying the real source of sexual sin in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus told his disciples, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Are you a sorcerer? This describes those involved in witchcraft who practice magic arts and give supreme devotion to anyone or anything other than God. This term speaks of those who have formed a compact with the devil or evil spirits. The Bible teacher John Gill says, Any real or pretend association with the devil, which is witchcraft, and anything that is to honor Satan, which witchcraft does, and detracts from the glory of God, is idolatry. Idolatry is any kind of worship or reverence toward anything other than God. To whom do we give reverence or say an oath today? Here are just a few possibilities. Certain sororities, fraternities, secret societies and organizations, political parties, jobs, entertainment, cultures, wealth, possessions, families, anything that we worship where we give our essence due to God alone counts as idolatry. This includes submitting to or giving to any human desire, including your own will, a priority over the will of God. To finish this list, I must ask, are you a liar? A liar is anyone who speaks contrary to the truth when he or she knows the truth, or one who knowingly conveys untruth by word or deed. This also refers to the one who tells half-truths or suppresses facts with the intention to deceive, or who makes false statements, empty promises, or does not intend to honor contractual dealings. 
This description also applies to us when we are false toward God and others. The final preparations are being completed and Captain Jesus will order the doors closed in approximately five minutes. I repeat, this is the final boarding call for flight H2017 to heaven. Thank you. We've got a rush to ensure we get on this flight. But first, let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Don't you know that evil people won't have a share in the blessings of God's kingdom? Don't fool yourselves. No one who is immoral or worships idols or is unfaithful in marriage or is a pervert or behaves like a homosexual will share in God's kingdom. Neither will any thief or greedy person or drunkard or anyone who curses and cheats others. Before we board, let me share just one more list. The Bible provides clear warnings about deeds that disgust God to warn potential practitioners to reconsider their ways and avoid spending eternity away from God. These acts of abomination are individual, more subtle, likely to have deep roots within us, and are just as deadly. From Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, we read, These six things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are an abomination to him. Before reviewing this list, let me ask, do we look down our noses at those with different skin colors, are of a different economic status, be it rich or poor, or belong to a different Christian denomination? I have witnessed this practice of looking down the nose among all groups of people, regardless of who they are. The Lord says he hates this, a proud look, the spirit that makes one overestimate himself and underestimate others a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that manufactures wicked thoughts and plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies even under oath, and he who sows discord among his brethren. Well, I gotta run. Will we see you in eternity with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? We truly hope so. Ladies, gentlemen, and all children, Welcome on board flight H2017 with one-way service to the kingdom of heaven. We are currently next in line for takeoff and expect to leave instantly. Thank you for choosing Jesus. You will enjoy eternity with him. Good afternoon, my beloved passengers. This is Captain Jesus speaking. I welcome everyone on this heaven-bound flight H2017. Once we reach your eternal destination, you will find that heaven is beautiful beyond description. It is always clear and bright. I can't wait to present you to my Father. Thank you for accepting me as your shepherd and savior. Now sit back and relax. It will be my joy to spend more time with each and every one of you once we disembark. Ladies, gentlemen, and children, we are prepared for takeoff. On behalf of the Heavenly Father, Captain Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and our crew of angels, we want to thank you once again for choosing Jesus. Please direct your attention to the monitors as we preview some of the events that will take place on your first day in heaven. Prepare to enter the joy of the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 through 17 tell us what to really expect at Jesus' return. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. 
For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. These dramatic insertions were meant to demonstrate just how rapid an unexpected departure from this life can be. We wanted you to think about what is at stake and take this opportunity to make your relationship with God the Father sure through His Son, Jesus. We at Say One More Now Incorporated encourage all listeners to seek the Lord for His calling on your life. If you are faithful to spend time with Him throughout the day, you will come to know without a doubt that He really loves you and He has a purpose for your being here. We can be reached by email at truelife at saveonemorenow.org. Our telephone number in the United States is 850-727-0493. We look forward to joining you next week and ask that you remember, Life Life is is good. good. God God gives life. God is good.